you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, we speak to professional dancer Natalie Gilmore. Natalie is currently dancing on Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods World Tour. Natalie tells us about some of her favourite moments of dancing with Justin. She tells us about her experience of moving from her hometown to Los Angeles and some of the struggles that that brought. She also talks about her dance classes at Millennium Dance Complex. She teaches a regular class there. Definitely go and check it out. Here is Natalie Gilmore. Yes, no metronome. No metronome. (laughs) But that's what happens in our ears too when we're dancing. We have a little click to like set everybody, but... It's when you're um, in the... Is it... Can't stop the feeling when everyone's still for like ages. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right at the very beginning. Yeah, and you can see everyone's like, how do they know when to start? What's happening? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, suit and tie as well. They do like a yeah, little stop. Yeah, that's the one. The, and yeah. it's the long one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He holds the crowd out for a lot of that. Yeah, it was his Michael moment. Yeah. He lifts the head up and walks around. It was so dope. Checks the mic really quick. Yeah. It's on. It was sick. <laughs> but Good. you officially have the best job in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I don't... I often... I think I told you this yesterday. I pinch myself just going, okay, is this really my life? Is this really like... I wake up and I get to enjoy what I can of each city and then go to work. And work is dance with Justin Timberlake. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's the working and your work being dance is insane for Justin Timberlake is a whole different level it's of insane. Extra insane. Yeah. It, it like takes it from like a five star to like bonus points. Oh, you God. Know what I mean? Yeah. I have been so blessed, so lucky luck and hard work and Mm -hmm. you know i do and don't like the word luck because it seems like chancy yeah i definitely worked towards it you've got to be in the right place yeah someone said to me once it made a lot of sense they said it's like winning the lottery yeah and it really is it's it's not to say that i'm not talented but it's to say that there are so many talented humans and so many people that could probably fill those shoes night after night no matter what so it's an honor to be that person, yeah. but at the same time, I never take it for granted. I never, yeah. I've always been aware that there are so many talented humans that could do the same exact thing I do. No problem. Yeah, but, but you also put all the effort in and bought the ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you bought the lottery ticket. You, I, I probably you, bought a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> like I probably you, bought you multiples. In, you put in a lot of work to time. be here. Yeah. Um, how long have you been with Justin now? Um, I started touring, working with him in 2013. Mm-hmm. That was promo right before the 2020 experience yeah. came out. A suit and tie, um, right? Yeah. The first show was SNL. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Um, we did suit and tie on SNL with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And that was the first performance I had done. And the only other performance he had done before that was the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And it was only three dancers. And it was Dana and Nick and Lyle Mm -hmm. and then they added just me in for SNL and so it was for even dancers and I just remember getting that email it was an email I was like recording a random video with a friend like a dance video And the email just, I think it said Justin Timberlake availability. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How do you look at that email and like compose? But I had to because I was around a bunch of people and I didn't know what it was yet. And I had, you know, X, Y, and Z. But what was that feeling like when you got it? There was no feeling. I was, I think I went numb. (laughs) And then I was like, asked my friend, hey, can I, uh," because I had a missed call as well from my agent. And so I was like, um, hey, can I um, step out? I need to call my agent back. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You're like, it's not an option. I'm oh, just being polite. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> absolutely. No, but I finished the shoot. Well, I had spoken with my agent, and he told me the details kind of, and it was really quick. It was like, I think it was a Wednesday, and they needed me on Saturday in New York for a week before the actual show because we would rehearse in New York. And it just was, um, it was fast-paced. Yeah. and almost no time to blink but did you get a week's rehearsals yeah for for one number uh-huh you know that's unheard of in I, this country 
Yeah, actually quite unheard of in the yeah, U.S. as like, well. Like, it's not... Um, I just know that it was very particular at the time. We had um, handkerchiefs, yeah. and there was, like, some passes, and um, just knowing Justin and the way that he likes yeah. to work, if he knows it's going to be something specific, yeah. and he's going to... He's yeah. going to leave that space, that time for it, so... Well, everything's to perfection. Yeah. That shows, if you think how long it took to, for him to release an album mm-hmm. after, like, uh, The Future Sex Love, mm. you know? So it was long. so long. Yeah. And it was like, when's it happening? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even sure, you know, that's all his stuff, but what, what that process is like i've never made an album you no. know and i've also <laughs> it's hard coming up with just a dance routine exactly you know? like <laughs> it's it to me it's similar when you choreograph to when you build a song or when you write lyrics you know you're expressing in some way so i'm sure there's a lot that goes into it and also kind of just knowing when you need to allow it to happen or yeah. i guess be open to it but yeah it's such a cool um experience to see him work as well Uh just so like detailed very detailed and very um hands-on yeah always what's your favorite moment since you've been part of the camp what's that moment which stands out to you more than any others i'm sure there's millions right um i think i've 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 written this down somewhere many a time um but we did a show in Paris for the 2020 experience and it was raining the entire day, all day long. And it was like, uh, people were outside and then the stadium is open cause it's yeah. a soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's a open top and people were outside wearing ponchos and umbrellas and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was just pouring all day and we were like miserable and the, that sucks for them, but we were like, okay, are they going to cancel the show? What's uh-huh. going to happen? And then it stops raining, right, maybe an hour or two before the show started. And then we start the, the show, and then right as he starts singing Crammy River, it starts raining no. into the stadium. Like, the lights and everybody's soaked because they've been waiting I'm all perfect. day. And like, oh my God. And it starts raining, and then I just remember, obviously we were worried because the stage would get slick, and that at that time we had, like, dress shoes, and, like, it mm-hmm. was just a lot more um, proper, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And that was, you know, the worry, and then as soon as that song ended, it stopped, and it didn't rain at all for the rest of the show. That's and, so weird. And it was one of the bigger arenas, stadiums, because yeah. it was a stadium, it was one of the bigger venues that we performed, and it was just one of those magic moments where you're like, oh my god, you can't time that. You couldn't you can't, that Yeah, you can't you even. You could never plan that again. Someone was, someone was up there going, oh, perfect. Yeah, right now. Right now. <laughs> Turn the rain <laughs> we'll on. We'll make it pay, pay yeah. off. You know, it was worth it. Yeah. So that was just like a sweet little magic. And I, I love those, yeah. you know, teeny little, it's not a big deal. And of course, it's just rain. It's the weather. So yeah. it can do whatever it wants. But. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite magical. It's a lot of energy on stage. That's a lot of giving, lots of energy, but also getting yeah. so much from these people that have uh-huh. been waiting months or you know yeah. years to come see a show. And uh, I was sat behind a guy last night mm-hmm. who flew in from America. Okay. He picked his girlfriend up on the way. She was in Barcelona. Oh, wow. And they were sat in front of us. He was from Oregon. Oh, wow. And they flew in. His name's Nate. He's going to listen to this because I told him that we're speaking. Nate. So shout out, Nate. Um, he <laughs> Nate. listened to this. And he, he had like a suit and tie on. And they were both dressed very proper. Uh-huh. And they were like very young, attractive couple. You're like, oh, uh-huh. you must be yeah. businessmen. Yeah. And as soon as Justin started singing, he was rocking <laughs> out. Man. Yes. And then I was like, I've had six vodkas and we're on the same level. You probably had none. <laughs> Like, it was so good. And there was a woman next to me from Canada. Uh-huh. So they'd all come in just to see, like, the show, wow. you know? You're like, yeah. damn, I traveled 20 minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're all committed. <laughs> like, exactly. this is an expensive show for you. Yeah. Like, that's Those are the, the special moments that you don't realize, because I'll never hear those stories. You yeah. know, that's like, I look out and I see a crowd of people. Yeah. But there's so many stories and so many different people and what, why they're there and how they're there and, and how long they've been fans or, Uh or not. And they just are here to enjoy something, you know, like that's such an impactful moment on their lives. You know, Mm -hmm. like you kind of 
not aware of as a dancer. You just go, you soak it up and you go, wow, this is amazing. But you don't think of the individuals, mm-hmm. you know, that you touch in different yeah. ways. Yeah, intricacies. And yeah. That, that's what makes it so special, but also wild at the same time doing night after night every other you know every two three days i'm in a different city with packed full of people just that in itself knowing that there's so many moments for me to connect in Mm. some way whether i speak a word or don't or even make eye contact or don't it's just that energy flow that like exchange which is insane yeah what's your favorite number in the show Mm. i I get asked this question a lot too. Um, I'm partial to my love mm-hmm. because it's um, one of the first few ones that I learned. Because I learned my love choreography when it had originally come out, and yeah. I wasn't dancing for him, I wasn't yeah, working yeah. for him, and and so my love was one of those ones that I really took to, and now it's just one of my favorites. And also, mm-hmm. I love Rock Your Body. Yeah, I love Rock Your Body because I love the song. Because I was young when it came out. I was 15. Same. 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. 14, or, yeah. And I just remember the video was like with the light up floor mm-hmm. and the thing. And he it's had just him the white so outfit cool. and like that. Oh, it was just, just one of those moments that was so vivid in my mind. So now fast forward, you know, mm-hmm. 13 years, 14 years and, and being in that space and yeah. there's a light up floor yeah, and yeah. it's just magic it's so cool it's just a really good feeling of um i don't know i don't know so slightly surreal yeah on many levels my favorite moment in the show is yours and ivan's duet oh for crimey river yeah that's funny i love that he flips you off right before it i was like (laughs) brilliant all about details so we try and do we try and do um each night we take turns telling each other like if we were a real couple why we would be fighting yeah so we make up scenarios we've gone from like like i think last night i said you ate all of my haribo gummy bears (laughs) (laughs) and that was our fight for the night or like yeah sometimes they're a little more serious and then sometimes they're like just nonsense but we make it like a real fight just about even if it's something so silly we'll do it committed it's fun that was my favorite number, mm-hmm. and then like I love you, but mm. but that's the reason I started dancing. You okay. Know? I first yeah, went you to, have I wanted to be a dancer sentiments. because I used to dress up as Justin. I didn't want to be a dancer. I wanted to be Justin. <laughs> you know, I used to go in my bedroom and like dress up as him and try and copy the video. Yeah. And my mum would be like, "You can't sing, but you can. You're really good at copying him. You should dance." I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's that sentiment. As soon as you hear the beginning, I go, "Oh." Dun, 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 dun. Mm. Yeah, you and many many many, many other others. men and that is that's why i think it's so um it's awesome too it's influential it's just a a good role model that like you know most boy bands just fizzle Mm -hmm. and you don't really hear of them too much unless they stay together which sometimes they do but it just was Mm -hmm. it was a good good positive reach for him to go solo and then it's kind of like okay is it gonna is he gonna keep it going or is it gonna you know but it's yeah no, it's done. It's been amazing. And it was a great show. And if anyone hasn't seen it, I've <laughs> urged them to go and see it because okay. it's brilliant. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed but, it. But um, besides Justin, because I'm here to talk and get everyone to know about you, not him. No worries. Because um, I feel like people can learn a lot from you and inspire from you. I feel like you're very uh, a dancer which is very driven mm-hmm. and you kind of know what you want. Yeah. You know, you kind of... Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And you're, I've known you for about six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've seen your journey going from working in a coffee shop to now yeah. living your dream, you know? Yeah. And it's beautiful to see and it's so nice to see your friends do well. But it, I've Thank noticed you. that you've not become a different person through it. Mm. You know, you're still the same Natalie and lots of dancers don't keep that. So mm, I feel it's a like big you, compliment. Yeah, you're it's a hard. great person for people to look up to and a great role model. Yeah. So, tell us about you. What's your story? Like, how yeah. did you become a dancer? Oh man, thank you. That's um. And dance was the first thing I ever asked my mom to do. It just I was five. I mm-hmm. think I was five, and I wanted to go to ballet. Mm-hmm. It was probably because of the tutu, or because of like there was like a combo class, so you would do half hour ballet, half hour tap. Mm-hmm. So tap shoes were like 
shiny and so exciting and that's probably what I really wanted to do it for Mm -hmm. and then it just became a hobby yeah it was just something that I loved and and then I tried other things I did gymnastics I did like you know little things here and there and then if schedules would conflict or money was you know tight my mom would say okay you get to choose which one do you want to go continue gymnastics or do you want to keep dancing dance was always a no-brainer it was Mm -hmm. like okay and then as I got older I started you know meeting community in Seattle which is where I grew up Seattle Washington meeting dance community outside of my studio um, in my teen years and a lot of people that were training because they wanted to move to LA and I like didn't know that was a thing and I didn't know that dance was like gonna become a career for them that was like that was mind-blowing in 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 my thoughts I never in a million years thought oh dance could be my work Mm -hmm. I was ready you know on track kind of in school and then go to college who knows for what and just get a degree and then maybe see what happens you Mm -hmm. know that was like very normal in my town and just kind of what people did and a lot of people succeeded and did great things with it so it was like that's what I thought and then you know got to talking with some people and understanding that these friends of mine were moving Mm -hmm. because they wanted to start auditioning for artists and for all sorts of things tv and movies and whoa my brain just opened up and I said okay this is something I could totally do and and not only that but seeing some of my friends leave Seattle and succeed Mm -hmm. you know some of them were within months touring with an artist or within months you know doing tv and film work and so maybe that's what originally sparked me is like oh okay I can do it yeah totally this could be a job yeah this could totally be it and I'm gonna do the same and Sure enough, I finished school, I finished high school, and then I spent a year home kind of saving money up and just kind of like getting myself together and then moved to LA knowing pretty much nothing. I didn't know I needed an agent, I didn't know, and, and it was different times. Like yeah. it was it was early 2000s and it was just How old kind were you? Of, I was 19 mm-hmm. when I left my my mom my nest (laughs) (laughs) and it was um it was early I would say it's I was really young but I learned a lot Mm -hmm. and let's just say that I wasn't one of the people who booked their first job months after they moved I ended up not booking my first job until maybe two and a half years Mm -hmm. after being there and that was hard because I had to keep working. I was working at Starbucks at the time, and that was the um, that was a, actually a really good kind of binder between Seattle and LA because uh-huh. in Seattle I worked at Starbucks, and then I interviewed over the phone for an LA Starbucks, and then when I drove to LA, I literally just transferred into another store, and uh-huh. then you can use your same like employee number, and yeah. so it was. A great transition because there was no gap I didn't lose any money in between and Mm -hmm. I just kind of kept working but it was the minimum wage type of job and 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 LA is not cheap LA is not cheap it was much cheaper then (laughs) oh man I think about what I paid for my first apartment and then what I'm paying now is like crazy but times have just changed and things are different Um, but yeah I think the the moral of the story is if you were to have asked me, oh, that's what it was. I told my mom, I said, okay, give me two years. Mm-hmm. If you give me two years, I'll see what's going on. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. I, either I'll succeed and it'll be awesome. Or I'll come back here and maybe go back to college and do, mm-hmm. you know, exactly how I had planned it. And she said, okay, I think, I think it's good. You go now and figure it out and see what happens. And then you can, there's more time, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're good. Go now when you're young and. And I'm so grateful for my mother's support because that is something that not a lot of people get. Yeah, A lot of artists, a lot of, you know, just in general, people who are creative, they don't get the green light always because... Yeah, the family, like, what are you doing? Well... That's not a job. (laughs) Well, and it's only out of love because they want you to succeed and they want to make sure you're taken care of and Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're stable and you're okay. And I totally get it. But... This was something that I felt I had to do, and she never stopped me, and that was such a big deal. That was that was huge for 
now. I realize yeah, yeah. that now. Me too. My mum was the same. Yeah. Like, no, nothing was a bad choice. It was whatever made me smile. And yeah. And she put support Yep. Yeah. And you, you do what you can. And she helped me many a time. And, you know, it's just all all in good good standing. So, yeah. Two years in, I had barely just not even booked my first job. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't believe it's been two years already. Like, mm-hmm. it flew by. So, I said, you know what? I feel like something's coming I feel like it's on the brink and and let's just wait it out and sure enough I my first job was with Avril Lavigne yes <laughs> yes he was a skater uh-huh. boy <laughs> was it yes. that song <laughs> um it was a it was another album that was one of her first hits yeah. that was that was much oh, that was much way before it, yeah yeah it? yeah that was way before but this was an amazing experience we did a international type of promo so it was not world tour but it was promo so some of the dates were like spotty and it was just it was the perfect introduction to the industry mm-hmm. um i was with i was hired by two amazing women Lindsay b and sophie tufa mm-hmm. and those two women I, till this day were great friends and they showed me a lot of just how to conduct myself on a job and how to conduct myself in rehearsal and when to speak up and when not to and like just little Mm -hmm. things that when I really looked back at everything I was guided by some really genuine human beings not many people get taught that stuff (laughs) they learn the hard way and that's and that's the hard part you know I had my moments too where I learned silly things just Mm -hmm. by making mistakes and that's life but um but yeah I after that I had another big gap of time where not a lot of things happened and you know I I didn't book my dream job per se with Justin until eight and a half years of living Mm -hmm. in LA and some people look at me and they think that's crazy like how can you be there that long and just kind of chance and see what might happen and it's like that's the lifestyle yeah end of the day none of it is secure you can even be on a job and it's not secure by the end of the week Mm -hmm. like that's the part that was hard but I had to accept yeah that was the part that I said okay this is going to be the roller coaster. It's yeah. going to be up and down, up and down. And do I want to stay yeah. on it? Or do I want to... I can easily go to the stability side, the the yeah. college route. And and you can do that anytime. I can yeah. go back now. That's and, what I always say. Yep. I, can, I can learn forever, but I can't dance forever. Exactly. So. Well, yes. not for a job, probably, anyway. <laughs> mm. You gotta dance forever. I always say I'm like the the best dances are like at the weddings. Yeah. Like when everyone is just enjoying and just like when doesn't care or about when it's like social. Yes. Where it was invented. Yes, <laughs> That's exactly. where dance came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I met you when you're on tour with Joe Jonas. Right? Uh huh. That was actually so. What was that? Two thousand ten. Yes. Eleven, maybe ten, eleven. And yeah. It mixed. Um, but yeah, I've. Worked for three major artists, mm-hmm. total. Yeah. I mean, I've worked little spot dates here and there with others, but the ones that I've toured with, the ones that I've actually been stints of time with, were Avril, Joe, and now Justin. Justin. And I've been so blessed. All mm. of them were just amazing people. Yeah. Along with just um. Yeah, just kind hearts and yeah. and and stand up humans like just good and people. The. You kind of work in a, a very close knit with like Marty and you have like your group and you work together a lot and you work really well. Does that, when you have that so close, you know, you work with your friends, they're like your mm-hmm. family. Does it feel like if another job comes up, do you ever feel like, oh, I don't really want to not be with my people? Mm. Or... Yeah, all the time. I personally am the type that I would rather work with three artists and be comfortable and be treated properly and mm-hmm. be, you know, said hello to, then work 10 jobs that nobody gives a crap just a about. Yeah, just or, or just doesn't, you know, they don't know your name or they don't, mm-hmm. you know. that Those are just things that for me personally are important. And I think that that's why I've gravitated towards certain groups. Um, you know, Marty specifically is somebody who is very very loyal mm-hmm. but also very just um no there's no in between it's like you yeah. train with him or you don't mm-hmm. and either way he's he's good yeah. he's good with it he sees everything mm-hmm. he's very very um aware yeah 
and I, I feel I'm similar in certain aspects. Um, but yeah, I, I love the little family that I've yeah. cradled into, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, it's so dope. And it's nice to see that, you know, you're always at his classes, you're always helping him out and, you know, you, you can see that you're a part of, you're part of something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're and that's own. one thing too is you, you, you get what you, what is it, what's the saying? You put, you get what you put, put in, in, put yeah, into yeah. it, kind of like, yeah, your energy, you get in. what you give. That's, yeah. in my, in my opinion, that's with any relationship, with any friendship, family, work, mm-hmm. anybody who you want to continue evolving and growing with you Mm -hmm. have you have to have those moments and and never ever want to stop taking class Mm -hmm. and that's just something that I feel um slowly has kind of diminished it starts to be more about the work and less about the training side because now you start to get to a place where work is flowing and you feel good and and that's the time when people get comfortable or yeah. just kind of fall out, um, which, you know, everybody's paths are different. And most of the time, if you fall away, that means something else is coming your way. Coming something else is, you know, um, developing. Um, but yeah, I've, I've felt really, really comfortable, but also pushed, mm-hmm. um, challenged. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, have you got anyone around you who gives you that kick of the ass when you need it? Or, <laughs> like, yeah, do you I have mean, I think people? that, yeah, I definitely think that even my, even my closest team, as comfortable as we are as, uh, as people, as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, associates, if you will, yeah, yeah. we also challenge each other because we're all extremely talented mm-hmm. and also just you get inspired by other yeah. people the way that they work or the way that they execute or the way that you know they train or, mm-hmm. or yeah it's uh it's a constant yeah. level up situation in mm-hmm. a good way a healthy kind of competition yeah knowing that you can be with those people because that was the goal yeah and now you're there so then you have to maintain yes yeah. everybody's because your net, I always say your net circle is your net worth. Yes. You know, the the five closest people you're around is who you're going to gravitate to be like. Mm-hmm. So if you're around five bums, you're more likely <laughs> going to gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm. And if you're around five people which uh, inspire you and, you know, challenge you and push you, yeah. you're going to grow towards them. And my goal is to never be the smartest one in my group or mm. never be the best one in my group. That's a good goal. Like, if, yeah. you, if you aim to not be the best in your group, then you're always going to be pulled along to learn more and challenge yep. you know as those or just always bring in other people or or find seek, other outlets seek other outlets you yeah. know and that doesn't mean that you have to leave the people that you're better than you can absolutely. help them too but like absolutely challenge yourself and put yourself in scenarios where you're gonna learn and gonna be better yeah you know that's that's, a, that's been a game changer for me yeah i love that and you're you'll forever evolve yeah. you'll keep growing and it'll keep you know pushing you but also pushing those people mm-hmm. around you and yeah man that's the that's the thing that I realized a lot um more recently in my in my older years of older I'm just older because I'm yeah older. <laughs> I'm older yeah. in age she's not 50 <laughs> no I'm not but not yet um it just the change aspect is when you do have to make those shifts or when you do have to go seeking somewhere that's not comfortable or that mm-hmm. is outside of the zone that you're used to, then that's what gets scary. And you go, oh, okay, I don't know if I want to do this or I don't know if I want to push myself mm-hmm. or same, I've been in L- or whatever, LA for six years. Oh, is it ever going to happen? And remember, you may book that job, that dream job, mm-hmm. but you may not. Yeah. And that's like, you have to be okay with then going what is my next move and yeah. how can i challenge myself or mm-hmm. those around me to do something else yeah what, never sit what do you um what are you working on now like what what do you what do you want to what do you see yourself now and you're like i need to be better at this or i need to work at this like because i feel like we always look at how far we've come which is amazing mm-hmm. and i feel like deep down inside we know the things that we're not happy with but we kind of don't let people know them but sure. i think yeah. that's the human in us i think that's the part which we should show people and we should be like, I suck at this and yeah. put it out there because then people can go, oh, and point you in a direction of, yeah. you know, where you need Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, dance-wise, there's a lot of foundational stuff that I was never really exposed to because 
I was in a studio. Yeah. So I learned ballet, I learned tap, I learned jazz, I learned some hip hop. The same few teachers. Mm-hmm. But it was hip hop, studio hip hop. It mm-hmm. wasn't the original foundations yeah. of popping or locking or whacking or mm-hmm. breaking or, and those became really important to me once I learned about them mm-hmm. and then once I realized that that was the essence that mm-hmm. was what you were saying the social dances that's where everything you know mm-hmm. kind of came to fruition with that side of what is hip-hop and that is hip-hop so yeah. saying that I'm a hip-hop dancer and not knowing those things I felt crazy yeah. and that took some time obviously to research and you're never going to be proficient in everything no but it's nice to grab little bits and work with those bits and try mm-hmm. and make, you know, as yeah. much as you can out of what that is and always, you know, yeah. trying to elevate. We did a, the last time we were here in London, actually, um, one of the other dancers help, connected with their friends and we did a dance hall of really? full, like a private with just uh-huh. us, like us dancers and then them. And it was the I, most challenging. I know who you who who it is as well. I yeah, the, the UK bros or yeah, is it something I, I forget bros? Their they names. teach at sixty eight and their classes are packed. Listen, <laughs> when I tell you, it was the most fun, the most challenging, the most like we were dripping beads of sweat, just like smiling, but like so. I I felt um I felt like a little toddler trying yeah. to figure out like how to move my hips and how to like combine things and. And even the message throughout the whole thing from them was like, it's not, it's not about the steps. Yeah. It's about how you feel. Yeah. And that was the, that That's was the, the takeaway. That was like, oh God, I just needed to hear yeah, those words yeah. again. <laughs> because however many years I've danced and however many years I've trained and you put all this pressure on yourself and you need to get this and you need to get that and you need to, and ultimately dance in its essence is just a feeling. It's yeah. like just how you feel and, and what what that is is what will project to yeah. whoever's watching or even just yourself. Yeah. Like you're gonna put that vibration out, and then it's gonna it come back to you. That feels way. real and it's you know sincere, isn't it? You're not mm-hmm. faking it. It's mm-hmm. like you can feel the connection. Yeah, that's wild. So that's that was dope. really really cool. And then outside of dance, I've started writing a lot. Yeah, you do a lot of yeah. stuff on your Insta stories. Like, yes. Do you I write have. all them yourself? Yes. They're, so they're deep. I started. <laughs> they're cool. Though. I started a little series, and it's called Night Rights, and I think that's where the deep essence kind of comes from. It's like the vulnerability of it is. It's at the end of my night, so uh-huh. I only write them before I go to sleep, and I usually just it's kind of like a a feelings thought dump yeah. at the end of my day of just kind of what am I going through and how am I feeling about it, and then how can I make it rhyme and witty slightly you know and um I journaled my whole life but when I started journaling it was more of just a hey this was my day and this is how I felt and Mm -hmm. this was something this happened and so and so said this and it made Mm -hmm. me feel a certain way blah blah period just kind of same thing dumping thoughts and feelings um but this is just like a more concise yeah and it's a creative version of it you know this artistry to it now yeah yeah, so that's been just this year. I just mm-hmm. started doing them. I think we were in New York when I started doing it. When it was in March, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been a few months now, but I've been trying to be really consistent and do one every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I plan, I, I started to put them out, and then I started getting a really big response. Uh, certain people saying, oh, I can relate, or, oh, this one really, really got to me, or like just things that like are so deep maybe for me, but because I'm not naming any names or I'm not putting any specific labels on any Mm -hmm. of it, people can... Adapt them. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just place it into their lives, however it is they're feeling or Mm -hmm. whatever it is they're going through. And so the response was so great that I started getting people, you know, saying, you should put these all into a book. Mm -hmm. And that was not even a thought that had really crossed my mind yet. I was still in, like, the beginning stages of trying to figure out what it even was. And then... Sure enough, I I fully plan and intend on putting them all into a Have book. You maybe, them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all they're all logged, and if you go to my Instagram at mm-hmm. Nat Gilmore, <laughs> I have the little <laughs> highlights now that you can do like yeah. the highlights in your of your stories. So I have two sections now that are mm-hmm. just 
all night rides. So if you want to get lost in something random for... Do they, um, do you feel different once you've written them? Are they like a, yes. a release? Is yes. it like offloading yeah. your... Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in a small way, it's like, what is it? The two little paragraphs, maybe five lines of words or ten lines of words. Mm-hmm. And it seems like something so minimal. But I think that that's the part we miss as humans is that when we do kind of touch into what our feelings and our thoughts are, even if for just 10, 15 minutes at the end of your day, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, it's kind of like meditating, right? Exactly. Like it's your own way of meditating. You're sure. just yeah. being present and evaluating everything. And yeah. Putting it and going. not being afraid to say it because really actually being aware that a lot of other people are going through the same stuff mm-hmm. and it just resonates because there's so many humans in the world and so many bad things that happen and good things that happen. And if we can be there for each other, even if from Instagram to Instagram, far away, I don't know these people, you know, um, I had, before I started doing those, I was following an account. Um, it's, uh, at thug, thug unicorn (laughs) and shout out because she's amazing. Her writings are insane. Um, her name is Tanya and she, I, you know, I liked all her stuff. I mm-hmm. commented, I was like, you're great. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. And then randomly out of nowhere, I started seeing that she had followed me back and then she, you know, had seen my writings and she sent me a message saying, send me your address. I want to send you my book. And it was just one of those moments where social media became such a happy thing yeah. where we exchanged. And then I read her book on the train here actually. Yeah. I was in tears at times. I was happy. I was just, mm-hmm. it was so many emotions and so many things that just came out of little bits, just little things. She writes really short, like, stints as well, mm-hmm. little poem type sonnets, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. I should know that word. I don't know but... that word <laughs> <laughs> I think sonnets are short. Maybe they might be long. I don't know. I'm going to look it up when we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. Just those moments of being able to connect with people that I don't know, that I've mm-hmm. never seen, that... Yeah. Yeah, through words. Yeah, it's your own way of... Wild. Like, uh, communicating. Yeah. As opposed to communicating just through dance, I've, now you've found another outlet, mm-hmm. you know? What What do you see yourself doing after you finish performing? Mm. What's the goal? Like, do you have a, a plan? I've, do you have ideas what you want to do? Yeah, I've thought about a lot of things um, more recently, too, because as I get older, my body gets Same. older, and you're just like, okay. I feel like as soon as you hit, see. like, 27, you go, where do we go from here? Like, yeah. We've got a while left, but that it's time to start. That hurts a little bit. It's time to start planning. My yeah. hips are sore. Mm-hmm. So I love the route that writing is taking me right mm-hmm. now in this moment, because it's just, uh, it feels natural. It feels like something that I can enjoy from from now until whenever and mm-hmm. you can write until whenever and um and i i think about using the writings and the you know can the human connection side of it to hopefully someday do some like public speaking mm-hmm. mainly women empowerment with them and mm-hmm. like connecting with younger girls teenage girls you know those those transitional years that i kind of wish someone would have snapped me into some of the stuff that I know now, you know, kind of, I think we all have those moments and our parents probably had those moments with us too. And, um, yeah, just connecting with the youth. And I, I feel that that's so important, obviously, because they're the next, you know, next in line. Um, but I also feel I can do that with my teaching and I love teaching dance. I'm, that's something that's always been a part of me. I Mm -hmm. think, the first class I ever taught, I was 16. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been a part of my life. Um, maybe not my biggest income or my, you know, it wasn't for the money, but it was more so to... Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? So it's not your biggest income, maybe financially, but it's probably your biggest income uh, spiritually and how it mm-hmm. makes you feel, yeah. you know? And I think people don't always count that as income. Uh-huh. But to me, 95% yes. of the time... I leave with a much better feeling, you know. 100%. And it's an investment as well. Yeah. Because I, over the years, have taught so many different places and so many different types of classes and people that I'm, I've am i just built up my uh, resume, per se, in yeah. quotes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, not the... 
not the names of where I've been, but just the experiences mm-hmm. and the people I've connected with. Well, you've made memories. Exactly. And just knowing that those memories, they, they are used to express and yeah. experience and be with more people and find more things. And, and yeah, I'm just excited to continue teaching a lot because I've, well, while I'm touring, I, I do get to teach here and there, but mm-hmm. it's not as consistent. Yeah. So it's nice to have a consistent class and consistent students when you can like kind of watch them mm-hmm. grow and, and you can interact with them and mm-hmm. help them and, and just work through things. Um, but also it's super fun to just drop into a room of people you've never dealt with oh, and never danced and then teach and leave feeling like you're a family for yeah, no reason. It's my favorite when yeah. I go into a room, especially as a guy. You go in and normally you teach mainly girls. Yeah. I don't know why, it's just that's the way it is. And you go and you can see they're all like, oh my God, it's a guy. Oh, like, and they God, all feel God. uncomfortable. And it's like, <laughs> I get it. I like the challenge of being able to break that barrier and make them feel comfortable. I'm like, I'm Kane. My favorite film is Grease. If you forget my name, just shout Oi Ginge. Like, <laughs> Jimmy, Oi Ginge, yeah. Like, I make myself yep. the vulnerable one. Yes. So they don't feel vulnerable. Then I'm the vulnerable one. And Connect. It, you know, and by the end, they're like, they're friendly and they've learned and they've had a good time and they've dropped their guard. And that's so rewarding. Yeah. You know? Yep. When you teach the same people, obviously it's rewarding to see the progression of them. Yes. And to know that you're doing something well because you've created the loyalty. Yeah. But then, you know, you kind of get accustomed to it and you, it becomes normal. <laughs> yes, which is good. Yeah, both both are so good. Do you still have sat with that? <laughs> yeah, my class is still existent. Sat with Nat is um, my little hashtag for Saturday with Natalie. Four o'clock. Uh, four o'clock, mm-hmm. Millennium Dance Complex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still have the slot. I um, they're they're just putting subs in it right now while I'm gone, and mm-hmm. um, I taught it a couple times while I was just home right before we came to Europe. So that was that was great. Um, yeah, it's been that little slot. It's like the little engine that could, because it's a Saturday, so it's not always packed. Yeah, because people, people are hungover. Yeah, or they just don't want to dance on the weekends, because yeah. they dance their ass off all week. And, um, you know, it's that slot where I think I get a lot of mixed levels as well. So yeah. I get, like, some people that are um, more beginner, but also intermediates. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my friends come and, yeah. you know. But it's nice to have that as a challenge as well because mm-hmm. you kind of want to make have the class travel together you know yeah. and get them to all be on the same page or close to um challenge the more beginners but mm-hmm. also kind of challenge the intermediates in advance and uh and yeah it's been it's been good i've learned a lot about like how i like to teach and yeah. i'd rather teach less eight counts i was just about to say that. yeah <laughs> I, i'm 90 percent of the time i'm rather teach less eight counts and Let conversate them, a little bit. Get them to learn more. I was and just about to say, my favorite thing about your class was I wouldn't go there and be like, my brain's going to be so stressed out that mm-hmm. I've done all the steps. It's going to be like, I'm going to know the steps, but I'm going to have time to figure out how to execute them. Yeah. You know, it was always the quality over the quantity. I always found you'd you do like between four and eight eights. Yeah. And yeah, it would be about, it'd be about how you do it and how, what it feels like to you and about moving as opposed to just cramming in as many steps sure. as possible and feeling like stress yeah that's what know? I was just gonna say too like I don't I personally don't like to go into a class and feel stressed no. it's a small block of time it's usually an hour to an hour and a half max mm-hmm. and sometimes they go over so yeah maybe you get two hours in there but even two hours two hours is nothing in the mind when when you when you're in a rehearsal for a job you're eight, eight hours a hours day for five learned, days a week and you've learned an hour show exactly so the idea of what is a class, in my opinion, should be more about, in my opinion, should mm-hmm. be more about the refining of what you have, yeah. not add, 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 add more, 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 mm-hmm. and then pff, brain explosion. And then, but yes, it's good to train that muscle as well. Yeah. You do have to be able to, especially if you want to be a professional, absorb mm-hmm. and pick up quickly and execute quickly. And yeah. There's, there's room for all of that. So I think that I, my class falls into the category of maybe you would say an intermediate level just yeah. for, for generalizing, mm-hmm. but knowing that that intermediate type of training is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have some of that in their lives. 
your class was my my feel good class. Yes. You know, it was like I would come and I would just enjoy dancing. It wasn't about trying to impress anyone. Yes. It wasn't about. It didn't feel like pressure. It didn't feel like anyone like. You know, you're like, go to class, oh my God, this person's watching, this person's watching. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It never yeah. felt like that. It was it's never that environment. Stage, yeah. It felt like a, a yogury kind of dance class. Like, you'd just come and it'd be like, you'd leave and you'd feel like, oh, my shoulders, like, everything's off my shoulders, you know, it's I, a de-stress. That's the biggest compliment for me mm-hmm. because, like we were talking about earlier, like, if you don't feel good, people can tell. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good when you're doing it, people know. Mm-hmm. You can tell right away and... And like I said, nothing to take nothing away from the other side of it because the other side of it it's does. So important. Yeah, it's very important. And you need to go to Brian's class and stress. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and you know the 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 aspect of that side of it, I think, was one of my my harder like tidbits to latch onto. Is I had to feel that pressure, and dance had always been something that was so fun. Mm-hmm. When it became my job, it became this whole other entity, mm-hmm. became this whole other thing that I had to kind of peel away layers and, and like you said, sometimes learn the hard way, like mm-hmm. mess up in, I actually, one of the only auditions that I really completely 100% blanked and bombed mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime was for Brian Friedman. Mine too. No way. Yeah. <laughs> High five. My first ever X Factor Yo, audition for him. It was horrendous but it I was young I think I was like 20 maybe Same. 20 21 or something like that and it was just one of those days and I just remember it was hot and there was so many girls and there was like this like intricate and god I love that man I yeah. love what he does but he's and an just, alien wow <laughs> just like ah. and like no awe, offense so much I don't awe. mean to say that you're old but you're older, you're an older generation, and you still kick everyone's ass. Yeah, you know? flipping, like, and like, on and off the ground, in and out of heels. I mean, the man is a legend, a legend. Mm-hmm. But yes, I bombed, completely bombed, like, may as well, it felt like the boogeyman <laughs> took over my body for like, four eights, and I just was like, shaking like jello, kind of in the middle of this this floor. <laughs> just what? It was horrible. And I, all I remember was like, okay, I'm just going to stand here. You know, they line you up yeah. and everybody comes and says, thank you, or please stay. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I know you he's going to say thank you. you. Yeah, <laughs> cross your fingers. <laughs> but he came up to me, and this was something that I'll never forget, and I value so much. He came up into my ear and he said, you're going to go again in the next group. And this time you have to actually do the choreography. <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that he said that to me, but it was a moment where he gave me a second chance. Mm -hmm. He said, I see, I saw it, or maybe he saw me, I don't know, when Mm -hmm. we were marking it or when we were going through it in groups or who knows. He saw the the capability that you obviously had. Or maybe he didn't and he just really (laughs) wanted to see me dance again. Or he's like, or actually dance. Maybe you were the joke. Oh my <laughs> god! I honestly, at this point, it was so many years ago. I I don't even, but I will never forget that. And in my heart, now I know that I needed that moment. Mm-hmm. I needed to go again. I needed to like, I was frozen in my boots, like literally, just like, so oh my good. god, I have to go again. What? And then processing and I remember I got through it it was like not my best but I got through it and I danced it and I just remember being like oh thank god I got through it and I didn't freeze again and you know and then of course I I didn't get the job and that's okay but it was one of those moments where I was like okay this was a lesson learned of like sometimes you do if you get a chance you have to go again you have to do it again you have to don't give up be scared and shake a little bit and then figure it out his was my first ever audition for x factor when i moved here um (laughs) and i got i was so scared and i was like oh my god it's brian and everyone was like he's scary he makes people cry and makes this huge (laughs) thing about it and i was like oh shit and i just moved here Mm -hmm. from wales where there's not a lot of dance Mm -hmm. um and I got through the first, like, two, two, three rounds, you know. I knew the choreography. I was struggling, but I was, I was hanging on there. I was getting through because I was the only white ginger guy <laughs> I could trick. You know, I was like, yeah. I've, I've got a few little things I can pull out. Absolutely. And I remember he, I was in the back line, and he switched the lines. So I was like, oh, shit. So I was in front of him, and it was the one right before the end. So say, like, the semi-final. Sure, 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 sure. And um, it's down to the he, nitty. He was just staring at me, and I 
bombed. <laughs> I bombed so bad and I got cut and I was so annoyed with myself. I was like, and I, you know, yeah. you're like, I knew it. I knew it inside out. I was like, I'm fine. But I just felt so nervous and the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bombed. I couldn't handle it. Uh-huh. And then I booked Justin Bieber to be a, as an artist, like a, one of the guest acts on X Factor okay. for the quarterfinals. And he saw me do that. And I remember him pointing at me while I was in rehearsals and I was thinking, oh, he's going, look at that, he's, he's the one that went wrong. Something like that. And then the, my agent was also on the job, okay. um, Jerry, and he came up to me and he was like, are you available next week for the semi-final and then the final? And I was like, yes, I didn't even get the audition and I'm doing the finals. <laughs> That's exactly what we were saying. Sometimes you go astray and you're yeah. like, oh, it's not, it's not what it is and it's not working out. And then... Something else comes up, and yeah, that's that's the dance world. I it's definitely do, a roller coaster. I couldn't do a gypsy turn for him. We were doing a gypsy turn, and I just couldn't. I don't do know it. what a gypsy turn you is. You know, like when you do this and you spin around. <laughs> but it was the. We fl- call it a paddle turn. A paddle turn. Here we call it a gypsy turn. So I was doing it, but he wanted it on like a specific foot. And I just couldn't make that transition. Like, I couldn't figure it out. You know, and your body is just going, nope. Oh, my you know God. it. You know it only this one oh way. God. And I was nervous and I was stressing Luke's tech rehearsal. And he was like, Kane, your other foot. And I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he came down and grabbed my ankle and bounced my foot for me. And he was like, you're lucky I like you. <laughs> I was Aww. like, I'm free. <laughs> and those are, those are the moments. That's when you grow and... There's a, I mean, many a moment in my career where things have, you know, you gotta, you gotta take that, bite that bullet and yeah. be like, they're right. They're right. Okay. I gotta fix it. What am I, how do I do it? It's, yeah. It's a lot. Isn't it funny how you get like moments where, where people say to you and to that person is nothing, but to you yeah. it's like that moment which stays with you forever. I remember Mai's first ever compliment to me and I'd lived in LA like about a year and it was just before I went on tour for Jackson Guthy, okay. which Ivan choreographed. Oh, and wow. And Marty came up to me outside. He went, you're getting really good. Don't let it go through your head. And I was like, Yay. all I heard was, you're getting really good. The rest was like, yeah, he's my hero. You know, you're like, that was dope. And you know, to them, them people which say these things, whether it's good or bad, it normally doesn't really have a lot to them, but it affects that person so much. I'll tell you right now, he... He's not the the first to just give out compliments. Mm. Like, that's one thing I know genuinely. If he said it, it's because he meant it. Yeah. And that's something I value so much about Marty in general. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I literally got home and wrote a message my like my teacher from here, uh-huh. like my friend John. I was like, guess what happened? <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, I know that. That that's that's a good good solid moment that, yeah. that you remember and even oh, if he doesn't because yeah. it's you know however like, long teaches ago teaches a thousand people a week or whatever if you know he ever I mean? hears this he's gonna smile and be like oh he remembered that's cool yeah he's dope that's cool I see that you're learning ukulele haha <laughs> yes how's that going oh I'm, my goodness I started learning guitar and I'm awful listen I was like okay I've never really played an instrument. Mm-hmm. I, in school, I think I did clarinet for like a year, but that was nothing and it was just weird and I didn't really love it. So I was, I let it go, but I've never played like, you know, some piano, some little mm-hmm. keys, whatever. But like the, um, I guess you would call it like the dexterity, like yeah. your the way that you have to control each of your fingers individually. It's insane. I thought in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know music. I know my body. I know sound. Can't get that I hard. get. Gosh, <laughs> just the combination though of that doing the, just uh, the chords, right? The chords, the yes. And... The up and down on the on the frets, mm-hmm. and then the strum pattern. Yeah. It's different than when you're moving your hand up and down. So the combination of those muscles that I've never used. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. I felt like Bambi on mm-hmm. ice, just like trying to like whoa strum and then forget it. I don't really sing, so I just kind of leave that part out for yeah. now. Yes, yeah. that's but a like, whole other rhythm pattern to think of. That's what I'm saying. Is that the strum? Okay, here's the dun 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 or something, yeah. and then and this your fingers is moving. are doing something, and then you've got to sing a different rhythm over the top. Wow. And that's what also makes me appreciate people like Justin Timberlake. I, I was watching him last night doing, um, he was doing Drink You Away yeah. and he's playing the guitar and he's singing and he's rocking side to side. I'm like, even the rock is, the body sway you're doing is a different rhythm pattern that you're singing your guitar. I'm like, Unreal. I've been playing, learning like for about three weeks. Okay. 
I mean, I'm awful. Yeah, but like no, slowly, it's, like three you know, weeks is not a long time. But my you, fingertips are killing me. Like yeah, they're still that's numb. The hard, that's the hard part. You know, and you the ukulele is so small. I have a soprano, so it's really, really tiny. Mm-hmm. And I did that mainly so that I could travel with it, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too big. Or um, I got a child's guitar. <laughs> that's great. You yeah. have to start somewhere. So it can travel too, because mm-hmm. I didn't want a big old. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure like with the ukulele too, my my fingertips were quite raw in the beginning but mm-hmm. you just kind of build it up and those strings are smaller so yeah i'm sure guitar is much harder and okay i got the ukulele in thought of okay i'll start there and then i'll upgrade to guitar at some point mm-hmm. i just found out that the ukulele the the keys mm-hmm. the the notes the different are different they're in a different um, order than the guitar uh-huh. and the chords are all because oh, well, there's only four strings on the ukulele right Yes. And then six on the guitar. <laughs> so I've learned ish some basic chords on the ukulele, which is they're all pretty simple. And I what I've learned also is that most songs can be played with X, Y, and Z. It's mm-hmm. like that there's only like ten universal chords and mm-hmm. all of them can come into each song. But yeah, so guitar will be a whole nother adventure at some point, which uh-huh. I do wanna learn. I wanna learn um I just love the sound of a guitar. Yeah. It's so magical. I'm going to Spain. Mm-hmm. We have a little break um, in between this July and August. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Barcelona. And you know, it's my favorite place on earth. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'll send you the best food places Okay, please. Ever. I've never been. I've never been to Spain. You've been alone? Yes. And I just, uh, I speak Spanish. So mm, that in itself is like already a plus because I can communicate well and that's amazing. Um, but I want to watch flamenco live oh, with the guitar, with like the nitty gritty. Like mm-hmm. I want to be in a cave somewhere watching people dance and I just... Uh, it's so funny. Last night the people sat in front of me, the woman from Hawaii, she was staying in Barcelona. Uh, oh yeah, studying. that's what, yes. So we were talking about Barcelona then oh, as well. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh, it's my favorite place on earth. Yeah. Like I always say, if I'm when I retire and I've got loads of money, that's where I'll go. Because hey. it's like a city. Yes. But it's small. Okay. Like you can be in the city, go to the mountains, and do the beach all in one day. Do you know what I mean? Like no, I don't know anywhere where you can do that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. L.A. has moments of that actually. There's a, there's it does, a, as long as you don't have to use the 405 together. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be there all day. You'll be there forever. Oh, 405. I don't miss that. No, me either. <laughs> that's it's one the thing. one thing I don't miss. <laughs> yeah, that's nice too. I Well, weird and nice that I don't drive when I'm on tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm gone months at a time and I just don't yeah. drive. And then I get home and I get to my car and I'm like, oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> i got to figure this thing out again. Does it feel weird when you get home? You're like, oh, I've got to cook again. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I, I enjoy cooking. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you get catering and stuff when you're on tour. You, you get yeah, cookies to eat out. Yeah, and most of it, yeah, is either in the hotel or eating mm-hmm. out. Um, but, yeah, it's it's nice and also you, it's nice when you can make your own dish however you want yeah. it. And not have to eat what is yeah. just in front of you type of thing. But I appreciate cooking more than ever. Now I'm on tour. Mm-hmm. It's like... Going to a restaurant doesn't really feel like a treat anymore. Yeah. You know, it kind of yeah. feels normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of the of the normalcy that you find is just eating out. And it's great because you try new things and you try new places. Um, but yeah, that, that one element of like you can literally choose down to the vegetable that you want mm-hmm. at home yeah. on your when own you, when couch. You order when some you vegetables really and it comes out and you're like, they're not the vegetables yeah. I didn't want sweet corn. I didn't right. Want this. Something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything that is not, you know. But I am so appreciative because mm-hmm. the catering we have is amazing mm-hmm. and all the meals are very balanced and there's always a fish or a something vegetarian option. Yeah. And are you vegetarian? I'm not. But more recently, I've been eating less meat and mm-hmm. more fish and more veggie type stuff, mainly just because of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for the show, less yeah. heavy, less like... And meat, I mean, I'll get grilled for this, but meat in the States sucks. It does. It like, does. your chicken is so bad. Yes. I remember when I first moved, and I eat a lot of meat. Yeah. 
I had your chicken. I was like, it tastes like rubber. Aww. And I remember being yeah. in, I remember being in rehearsals for Shane Sparks for my first job. Oh, wow. And I was getting such bad stomachs from all the from the food here. Yeah. Like my stomach just couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. It was giving me really bad wind. And I remember we were upstairs in the, in the little studio. That's farting. Yeah, I, was, I know. Yeah. I caught that. I but that's, at, I've never uh, heard that expression. I was, at, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> I was upstairs in the small studio at the Old Millennium. <laughs> and there was loads of us. And KP was my partner. <laughs> and, I, and I kept, kept like, farting. I couldn't control it. And Shane was like, all right, who's this? Like, just own up. And I was, I've never met anyone. You know, it was my first job. I'd been in LA, like, three weeks. I've been there, like, three weeks. I knew no one. And I was like, oh I was like, your food shit. <laughs> I'm sure everyone was, bust out laughing. Was, they did. And Shane, they know. Shane just gave me a high five. He's like, I respect you. I, I respect was like, yo, you. your Ralph's chicken is killing my stomach. And they're like, go Whole Foods. And I was like, I can't afford Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. I just moved here. Yeah, that's the hard part. Is it's it's all it's that it's you have to have the resources and yes, the food here so much so much better mm-hmm. just quality wise it's just more fresh mm. I, I i know i know the yeah. difference i know the difference and that's you know another reason why i try and steer away but every once in a while i love i yeah. love a burger or i love uh-huh. some chicken i so, love nando's yeah you need I to go do. to chicken shop okay so it's like kind of like nando's yes but like premium food. A little upgrade. It's like a pound more. I love it. You'll spend like a pound Great. to two pound more, but like That's okay. the chicken is insane. Great. I take everyone there that comes and they're What's always it called? Chicken, chicken Shop. Chicken Shop. It's in the whole one. Okay. You need to go there. It's like underground and it kind of feels like, you know, All Saints? Yes. Close shop. Yeah. If like All Saints was a restaurant. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's how it would be. It's like kind of dark wow. and it's Bo- cool. A little bougie. Yeah, it's a bougie. <laughs> but it's the best. I love that. You need to go there. Yeah, food. Food is um, so good. If you could give advice to any young dancers or people trying to break in Mm. what would it be i would say oh so many things (laughs) um yeah do what makes you feel good um do the things that actually make you feel good um try not to listen to too many other people unless you really respect them unless you really really see that person as a role model or as somebody who holds values that you really want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Um, Find other things outside of dance that make you happy. 100%. Because you need them. Um, Because dance is always going to be a roller coaster. You're going to go up, you're going to go down, and then there should always be at least one thing that you can fly away to. That you can just... That can be your break from dance. Exactly. Um, whether that's a job, whether mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend everybody have a low, low income type of job at some point. It mm-hmm. teaches you so much just about interacting with people and about yourself, and humbles you a bit, mm-hmm. change some trash bags and, yeah. you know, get, get dirty and grimy for a second. Um, st- study, read a lot of books. About anything, about anything you're interested in, mm-hmm. just read, just expand your mind, and mm-hmm. whether that has to do with dance, you can instead of reading, you can also. The internet is the yeah. most amazing tool we have nowadays, mm-hmm. and you can research anything on YouTube, a mm-hmm. dance style, a tutorial, anything. A, anything you can, and you know you never know what the quality is or how, but mm-hmm. but just by opening your mind to, to be growth minded, right? Yeah, and that's. I think those are the main things I would say is just stick to your people and expand your mind and do what feels good, not just what you're hearing is supposed to feel good. Because sometimes we go towards what is most popular or what is, you know, not even popular, but what is... Working for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a different path and everybody's story is going to be different and that's the beauty of it. that's That's the whole point. So. I remember Ivan saying once, mm. um, there's more than one route to make nine. Mm. So if you're trying to make the number nine, there's more than one route to make it. I like and that. I remember being like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, like, duh. Duh. Like so simple, but duh. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're still going to reach the end destination, but you don't have to do all threes, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, it's like, so dope. different. It's so different for each person. And even amongst my friends, you know, we are all in different ways climbing the ladder of what is the industry for for ourselves Mm -hmm. and along the way you know we we always check back in with each other going okay well you know maybe 
um, one of my friends is more teaching oriented right now and I'm the one that's touring and so we'll look at each other and go okay you're doing this and you're doing this and then you know maybe she she or he wants to be dancing more and mm-hmm. I might want to be teaching more but we have to remind ourselves that all of that is going to continuously flow yeah, between yeah between the universe just as is you just have to kind of trust it give up the control which is the hard part yeah completely (laughs) because we are control freaks as artists we're like we got this we know how to do it we can execute we can learn we can da 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 and then yeah all of the other variables are out of our control yeah mine would be for everyone to be present yeah always be present I was the worst for that I was never present I was always thinking about tomorrow Mm -hmm. yeah the next job or the next yeah exactly and the older I've got I've always been like be present, enjoy those moments. Yeah, but thank thank goodness you've learned that still young. You're still yeah. so young with so much time and so much space to expand and grow mm-hmm. and learn and things that, you know, some people get into their 50s and just then realize that they haven't been present. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much oh, for coming thanks. on Oh, thanks. I'm so glad I we did it. everyone to go and check you out. It was your Instagram. Instagram, at Nat, Nat Gilmore. Gilmore. Uh-huh. And if you're in LA or you wanted to come and teach, hit her up because... She's got more than steps to teach you. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kane. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and also make sure you're following us on Instagram, at the Ins and Outs underscore. Thank you very much, and until next time, the Ins and Outs.